0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Association Leadership Radio. Now, here's your host.
1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Association Leadership Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Camille Miller with the Natural Life Business Partnership. Welcome, Camille.
0: Hi, Lee, Thanks for having me today.
1: I am so excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Natural Life Business Partnership. How are you serving folks?
0: So the Natural Life Business Partnership is a global professional organization for the soul-aligned entrepreneur. So part of what we do is bridge that gap between business success and spirituality. So we always say the inner work helps your outer success. So what we do is... We're an organization that brings professionals together that just lead from a different way, do business differently. We say you live in a higher vibration, you have an alternative approach to business, and you're here to help repair the world. And it's just a safe space to build businesses in a way of kindness, and that's very authentic to who people are.
1: So what was the genesis of the idea? How did you uh, think of this, and how did you get this kind of off the ground?
0: Yeah, so my background is in not-for-profit strategy. I was an executive in a not-for-profit world. Before I created this, I was CEO for the Northeast Organic Farming Association in New Jersey, later became president of the Northeast. And it put me in Washington working in our healthcare system and on our organic label. But I met people that were like me, that had these professional roles and professional, you know, look about themselves, we could say, and that were totally different in their personal lives. Right. And that's kind of who I was. I was very spiritual. I believed in alternative medicine. I ate organic food. I was very healthy. And I definitely had an alternative approach to business. But in that role, I got to bring my whole self to work. So I didn't have to worry about who I was professionally and then who I was... You know, back at home. I wasn't putting on this role of a professional. And I was hanging around with the doctors, the scientists, the school teachers, the Wall Street executives. And, you know, because I led the organization, you know, we had deep spiritual conversations and deep business and strategy conversations. And I just kind of loved it. And we came from a place of abundance and believing that we're enough. And I was kind of a different way of looking at business. So that job was defunded in 2015. And I found myself kind of figuring out like, what am I going to do next in life? I felt so fulfilled and I love advocacy work. So as I was looking for my professional tribe, I came up a little short when I went to places like a chamber of commerce or, you know, any other networking organization, you know, a business organization, I felt that it was very egocentric. It was very like people stabbing you with your card. If you, if they couldn't make a sale, they were moving on. It wasn't really a personal environment. But then when I went to a, um, say the holistic chamber of commerce or a more of a, Holistic way of doing business or organization, I found it was way too woo woo for me. Um, So I wanted to find something in between. So I started this coffee club um, and telling people, like, hey, you know, we should have our own professional organization. Um, Why don't we? Where would we go? What would we do? Um, And I wanted something very grounded in in business principles. Um, I had built many companies and i felt that the strategy was important and i really wanted to help people bring their gifts to the world and that was the main strategy so it was how was i going to help people bring their gifts to the world teach them how to do business Uh, because i do believe people are doing great things in the world they just don't know how to run a business so it started as a coffee club we were in new york new jersey connecticut we went all along the northeast that's where i'm from new jersey and then at the end of 2017, I got a phone call from someone in California saying, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for you to get out here. And I knew in that moment I did not have a sustainable business model, you know, or scalable in any way. <laughs> so uh, I'm a single mom. I had three young kids at that time. They were all high schoolers. Um, and I couldn't travel anymore than I already was. And I heard about this thing called Zoom. And uh, in the beginning of 2018, we opened up as a no chapter virtual professional organization. And I taught people how to use Zoom and meet people around the world to uh, really grow their business. So uh, the next year, we became international. And in 2020, Obviously, there was a global pandemic and everyone started using Zoom, uh, and we didn't have to pivot or change because we were already who we were. Uh, We've grown completely by word of mouth. um, And now in uh, 2021, we rebranded and went, um, we trademarked the word soul professional. And now my whole goal is to tell people there's an alternative way of doing business. And we and we can do it and build wealth from a place of kindness and generosity, and consciously care about everyone that works for the company. So um, that's what we're doing. Now so that's a little bit about the background.
1: Now, when you came up with this idea, and uh you you i guess you experienced firsthand um a spectrum of people in business, right? You have the yeah. cutthroat dog eat dog it's me or you, and only yeah. one of us is coming out of this alive kind of mentality on one yeah. side um and then on the other side, this you know maybe some negative connotations of business that it's greedy, exploitive, and there's some you know some some of that going on as well. And, yeah. and you're trying to thread the needle, uh, it sounds like to me, uh, with business can be good, and you can feel good doing it um, if you're kind of in and around the right folks with the right mindset.
0: Um, that's part of it, but I, I think also that we whatever we do in life, right? if you're an accountant, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, whatever you are. Whatever you trained to do, you did with good intentions, thinking that you were going to love this work. But so many people, especially my age, I'm in my mid-50s, we maybe got the paycheck, right? Maybe did all of the work, but it didn't make our hearts sing, right? We got to a place, we climbed the ladder, we did something, or we were in the daily grind, and you're like, this is not what it's about. It's paying the bills, but it's not really giving me the creativeness that I'm looking for. It's not really, what we say, making my heart sing, right? This is not really what I signed up for. It's not really what I want to do. Maybe regulations had changed. The job had changed. But whatever it is, uh, it changed a little. And we're here, and most of the people that I work with, I call myself personally an alternative business engineer. So you can do whatever you do, whatever your passion is, but let's do it a little differently, right? So if you don't like social media, don't do it, right? If you don't like live videos, don't do it, right? If you don't like going to networking, don't do it. Like, do it a different way, right? It's not... When I went to business school, um, they taught us Disney. They taught us McDonald's, right? But they didn't at the time teach us how to be entrepreneurs. Now, I graduated business school in 95, so 1995. (laughs) So... That was quite a while. Now they do have entrepreneurship. Um, but no one was taught to build a business around their lifestyle, right? So when I built this business, I said, what am I really good at? What do I love and what do I hate, right? I hated working with board of directors, being a not-for-profit executive, Um I didn't like working at nights. I don't like going to an office. So I built um, a job that allowed me to be totally me, be authentic all the time. I love strategizing and building companies. I can't stand running them. So I built a role for myself that allows me to help people strategize. I don't do one-on-one work because it's not my thing. I like groups. I like masterminds. I like running things at a higher level. And as I grow... Then I can offer more things to more people. So my gift is building community. So that's that's my lane of joy. That's where I stay. So really this community is about staying in your lane of joy, doing what feels good to you, you know, and you're more attracting the money and all the good things to you instead of like feeling yucky and selling them to people, if that makes sense. So people usually come to find us. Um, or they're out there searching, just like I was. I was searching for my people, a little bit of both. I want to be a professional, but I lead from my heart. I do things a little differently, and, and that's okay. Maybe I look a little different, or I wear different clothes, or whatever that is, and it's all okay. It's not what it used to be. And I do believe that there is an evolution happening in the world. And we're all kind of looking for our purpose beyond our profit.
1: Now, um, so what does the ideal member look like for you? Is is it are they solopreneurs? Are they uh, owners of small to mid sized firms? Or it runs the gamut.
0: It runs the gamut. So we have people just starting out um, and trying to create something. It could be from a hobby. It could be that they've retired from their position, it could just be they're worn out and they want to try something else. We have found since the pandemic that many people chose not to go back to corporate and it's how are they redefining themselves. Um, so, we do have the sole openers that are just trying to figure it out. We have many that have very successful careers um, and maybe they don't want a staff, maybe say like a coach or something and they're the center of it. Um, but then we have other people, we call it our soul leader inner circle that built their own brands from this level of consciousness and are building uh, past that million dollar mark. So we have like our own CEO, we call it our inner circle, but it's our own CEO round table. You have to have a company over 250,000 with at least two employees to even be a part of it. And your main goal is to leave the day-to-day operations. So if you're a coach and you're doing all the coaching, you can't be in that call because you're not a CEO, right? It's a real CEO. So it's all levels, but at every level, you mentor the level behind you. So it's all about giving back. Um, it's it's not about the competition because we believe everyone is different in their own way. And uh, it's really about giving back and teaching. So when you become a part of our organization, it's a membership-based organization. And when you come to be a part of it, you're getting mentorship and you're getting mindset help. So we can teach you, we call it woo and wealth. We call it, we teach you business finance. We teach you messaging, marketing, strategy, but we also teach you self-care. We have a class called soul curiosity, just to ask questions about your spirituality or what you think in the world or this other level of consciousness. Uh, and we have mindset mastery. So we believe it's both of those things that make success. I would say the inner work creates the outer success. It's, you know, getting rid of blocks and all the reasons you've told yourself you can't do it or what society has told you it should be done this way. We're trying to erase that and say, nope, let's let's do it on your terms. How do you want to do it? So it's really dovetailed with your lifestyle. That's the most important thing. It's almost like lifestyle business. I don't know if that's a word.
1: But it's a combination of education. It's a collaboration, uh, like you said, mastermind kind of group thing happening as well. Uh, so it, it's kind of checking all the boxes that uh, some some organizations have already, but it's aligned with people who are kind of with the same mindset around this, um, kind of soul affirming, uh, why first mentality.
0: Yep. Yep. It's, we call it purpose beyond profit and it's all levels. And it's really just about doing things a little differently. So when I look for it and can't find it, I just create it. That's how a lot of our micro community started. Soul curiosity. Well, I didn't have a great amount of knowledge in it, so we asked other people to mentor us, right? Um, so it's really about everybody else. It's not the, the organization. I'm just a community curator. It was the legacy I want to leave in the world. But, um, you know, as I grew, grew my own business, I needed to surround myself with people that were also had the same core values, and were also growing their business. So, uh, And I found once you hit that three 350 mark in your business, uh, a lot of the masterminds that I could have bought into all went kind of like in that ego way again. They were running things based on numbers. And not to say that that's not important. Well, I'm not saying that. <laughs> you still need all of that. But it's also about Allowing does this feel right? Am I mission creeping? Is this really who I want to serve, how I want to serve? It's not about just selling. It's more around the purpose. And I couldn't find it. So I created it. And actually, it's the number one way that we bring in members right now is inviting them to our inner circle, uh, because it doesn't exist out there the way we do it.
1: Now, you mentioned uh, at first it started in person uh, around coffee, then it evolved into Zoom. What is it today? Is it a combination? Do you have chapters or is it primarily Zoom?
0: We do everything on Zoom. Everything is open to everyone from all over the world. So it's just based on different time zones. Our masterminds are all in different time zones. So you can come to different ones. You can come to the one for the, you know, North America or you can come to the one for Europe. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, but everything's on zoom and we do, we have like what we call member gatherings where we may all show up in a city, but there's no, um, structure around it. We might just go for a hike or to go do something. Usually we stay at a hotel and we just kind of hang and get to know each other. And we have online member mingles that socially, you know, everyone makes a drink and an appetizer at home and they show up. (laughs) So... Um, Everything's virtual, though, that we do. That's not to say, though, we have members, especially in New Jersey, because that's where it started. We have a ton of members. They may all show up for happy hour or may do something, but it's not really run through the organization as much as the members just doing it.
1: Now, any advice for somebody who is new to community building like this? um, What are some of the do's and don'ts to get a community off the ground and get that escape velocity?
0: Yeah, I think the most important thing is to listen to your community. Don't create products to sell and then try to create the community around it. It's create your community. Listen to what they need. They will always, always tell you what they need. That's how we build and grow. Um, If enough people ask for it, I'm like, oh, obviously they can't find it in the world. Let's create it and we choose not to really compete with anyone. We used to have like a low level membership, we got rid of it. Um, because so many people are doing it and they're doing a good job doing it. So I'd rather say, "Hey, go over here and do it and when you're ready to come to us."
1: Now, uh, tell us a little so bit about chance. tell us a little bit about your new book, The Ultimate Guide to Creating Your Soul Line Business.
0: Oh, yeah. Can I show it off? Oh, wait, this is radio. Yeah. yeah. The Ultimate Guide to Creating Your Soul Line Business. That is a collaborative book. So, it's not only my story about why I created this. And then if you wanted to find a job or even change your own career um, that's more aligned with who you are, it's a book of stories of people that have done it and the strategies they took to take it. So, uh it became an Amazon bestseller in... Six categories. And we ranked number three behind Bernay Brown and Joe Dispenza in Women's I want to say it's women's spirituality or something. I'm, uh, honestly, I forget the title. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm working on the second book right now. Called uh, the ultimate guide to becoming a six-figure soul professional.
1: Now, this the first book, the ultimate guide to creating your soul Line business. Was that with some of kind of the early members were kind of sharing their story about how uh, doing this together impacted them and their lives.
0: Yeah, some some were. They're not all. They weren't all members. Um, uh, it's it's really a cross section of people. Very, you know, people that have done it that are that are pretty successful. And they and they just told their stories or some, and I think it covered five different countries. So um, we just chose a bunch of people, and uh, they wrote about their stories. And it, and I didn't actually read it because um, we have a publisher and an editor and all that. until it before it went to print, obviously, because it had my name on it. Um, and reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than I had thought. And it was very um, clear that we all had a common thread. It was all that decision of this doesn't feel good and I wanna do this instead. It was like that aha moment of I've had enough, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm gonna do this instead. Growing Your Business is the next book because it's one thing to just decide, it's a whole nother thing to make money doing it.
1: So for you in this journey, what's been the most rewarding part of this adventure?
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, so many things. Um, meeting people all over the world, uh, seeing what it's like for them, co-creating, you know, um, watching people have their aha moments of, you know, having a hobby and I'm me saying, hey, do you want to make a career out of that? You know, let's let's put that blueprint together for you, you know, and then watching them do it, you know, this week, usually from between um, Thanksgiving and the new year. I check in with people to kind of see like, where are you this year? How are you doing? Um, especially if I haven't seen them in a while. And it's always amazing to hear their stories about what they've been doing and watching them grow. I think, I think that's a, that's a big one when people say, you know, I just want 10 clients. We have one, one member just want 10 clients. And then it was like, okay, my practice is full. What do I do next? Well, we make a wait list. Okay. And now she has books out. And our practice is full. I talked to her this week and she's like, I am making more than enough money. And I was like, okay, now it's time to bring in associates. Now you got to grow your practice, you know, but it started as a little hobby. So that's kind of amazing.
1: Now, were you surprised that this many people are kind of resonating with the message and, and the big why behind this? Or is this something that you were hopeful that this could be? So it's a little bit of both
0: I, I, and it, and I've been doing this for seven years. So it's actually taking me a little time to find the exact right path and what I'm doing. Right. Cause the same people that were in that coffee club, some of them are still with us today. We've had people with us the whole time. Um, but we've morphed a little bit until I could really figure out exactly who are we. And it had to do with my own growth. Um I would say after the pandemic, like especially last year, is when I was really surprised. Like I felt the world needed it. And I last year, I was really surprised with how, you know, because I always say our people hide. They're in every single profession, but they're hiding. They're not talking about that side of them, that holisticness, that, um, you know, that spirituality, that piece of them. It doesn't come up in your professional world. We don't talk about it. It was kind of like eating organic food. No one talks about it. Um, So I feel like during the pandemic, it kind of broke that, you know, that shield that we were all hiding behind to say, it's okay to be authentic. It's okay to be me. It's okay to be different. I'm just going to follow what makes my heart sing, what makes me happy, what brings me joy. Um, so now I'm seeing more and more and more of them. And I'm like, wow, there are thousands and thousands and thousands. And that was the big decision for us to go so global and rebrand and everything last year and start to trademark things because it's more than a coffee club now. So we spent all of 2021 just doing the back end work to make sure that if 100, 200 people join in the next few months, which we expect, um, we're ready to handle it. So now we're ready to handle it. So that's a yes and no.
1: (laughs) So uh, if somebody wants to learn more, connect with you or somebody on the team, um, what's the website? What's the coordinates? Best way to do that?
0: The best way to do it is go to soulprofessional.com. We have lots of free stuff that you can come try out, see if we're a good fit. We have meet and greets that we just talk about what is the soul professional movement. Um, everything's no pressure. You either belong or you don't, you'll know. Um, and come check us out. If we sound like your people, come check us out.
1: Well, Camille, congratulations on all the success. And thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you.
0: I appreciate that. Thanks, Lee. All
1: right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Association Leadership Radio.